Let us pray. So the realm of Jehoshaphat was quiet, for his God gave him rest round about. 2 Chronicles 20.30 Dear God, as I evaluate my life and meditate on your plans for me, thank you for sharing this truth in today's reading. I acknowledge that my strength and wisdom doesn't come from reinventing the wheel, but in standing steadfast in your strategies and perfect plan. Therefore, as I make decisions in my life, I will stay mindful and not partake in battles that I'm not called to fight. I will not create ties with others who aren't on the same frequency of my destiny. Thank you for forgiving me, even when wrong partnerships arise. Thank you for dissolving harmful relationships in my life. Because I am called to be different and do different, I will stand confident when my life and decisions are unorthodox compared to others like Jehoshaphat. With your cosign on my life, I will declare that victory will come in unorthodox ways and that my only fight will be to stand strong in your power and might. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for praying with us today. Continue your time with God by listening to today's Bible story. Brought to you by BibleInAYear.com Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional, you can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. Justice, honor, and music. In our last story, Jehoshaphat became king over Judah and ruled righteously. He sent out teachers and priests to care for the people and teach them God's ways. He built cities and fortified towns that had no defenses. He amassed wealth, respect, and protection for Judah. He even built alliances with other nations and brokered an era of peace in the land. However, his alliance with Ahab, the king of Israel, 
proved to be unwise as Ahab led them into an unwinnable battle. Ahab died, as was God's will. Now we learn more about the rule and reign of King Jehoshaphat. His desire for justice and honor spreads throughout the whole land, and in Israel's greatest moment of threat, he leans upon God even when it may seem unorthodox. Inspired by the book of Second Chronicles, This is Jack Graham with today's episode of The Bible in a Year. In our previous episode, we learned about King Jehoshaphat in Judah. Unlike Ahab in Israel, Jehoshaphat followed God's heart and worked hard to rid the nation of sin and idolatry. Because of this, he and all of Judah with him prospered. Seeking peace for Judah, Jehoshaphat forged an alliance with Ahab And we heard the last time how Ahab sought to go to battle with Syria despite the Lord's warning that the war would mean his demise. And so as we closed out the passage, Abraham died on the battlefield. And though the war was lost, the Lord protected Jehoshaphat in battle. So today, we're going to hear more about this righteous king and how he sought to do God's will and to bring honor and glory to the nation. We'll see how in all things this noble king sought to obey God and lived in dependence upon him to gain victory after victory. So let's listen today to God's word. The battle against Syria had taken its toll on Judah. Hundreds of men were lost in a battle meant for another kingdom. King Ahab had taken advantage of their alliance to win back a city he had lost— As a result, King Jehoshaphat was forced into a battle God did not intend for him to fight. Ahab was slain, the battle was lost, and now the king of Judah returned home dejected and ashamed. Jehoshaphat walked into the palace and removed his armor. He was sore from battle and travel. His bones ached and his heart was heavy because of the loss of his men. All seemed dark in the once bright and shining kingdom of Judah. Jehoshaphat sat down on his throne, closed his eyes, and released a deep sigh. Then he heard the doors open abruptly in front of him. Walking in was a prophet by the name of Jehu. A look of disappointment was clear on his face. He approached the run-down king and spoke forcibly. Why would you align yourself with people who clearly hate the Lord? He asked the king. God's anger is kindled against you. Tears began to stream down Jehoshaphat's face as he listened to Jehu scold him. He knew he had compromised the integrity of his kingdom. He had worked so hard to remove the idols and false gods from the land, and now he had partnered with the corrupt kingdom of Israel. He lowered his head in sadness. Jehu saw the remorse on the king's face. He breathed deeply for a moment and changed his tone He walked up and put a gentle hand on Jehoshaphat's shoulder. Even so, there is much good in you, my king. You have removed all the false gods from this land. You have committed yourself and the kingdom to God. With those words, Jehu left his king to be with the Lord. Jehoshaphat arose the next morning with purpose and vision for the future of Judah. He left his home in Jerusalem to travel the land. He visited every city, farm, village, and family in the land. He would pray for them, speak with them, and listen to the needs of his people. He would encourage them to return to the Lord if they had strayed. He would remind them of their rich heritage in God. Then, in each part of the country he went, he would appoint a judge over them, 
These judges would help fortify the towns and lead the people in any disputes. He gave them specific order to act justly and think carefully about each and every trial that came their way. Remember, he would order them, you do not live to please the people, but the Lord. May he be with you in every case. Fear the Lord, judge with integrity, and do not tolerate corruption. When Jehoshaphat returned from his travels, he appointed some Levites and priests to be clan leaders over the city. They would oversee cases involving the law of God and justice over civil disputes. He encouraged the men to stay away from a corrupt heart and pursue righteousness at all costs. They were to have the final say as judges over the land in matters too large for the smaller judges. So slowly, Jehoshaphat began to bring a culture of love and justice to the people of Judah. However, darkness lurked in the wilderness, awaiting a perfect time to strike the peaceful people of Judah. The Moabites and Ammonites aligned together to overtake the people of Judah. They amassed a great and mighty army to come against Jehoshaphat and the men of God. Their military might was so vast that Jehoshaphat could not dream of defeating them on his own. So Jehoshaphat assembled the entire nation of Judah to pray and fast to the Lord for help. Together, they sought wisdom and protection from the threatening horde approaching. And Judah assembled to seek help from the Lord. From all the cities of Judah they came to seek the Lord. Men, women, and children joined Jehoshaphat in prayer, seeking him and leaning on his wisdom. Finally the Lord spoke to Jehoshaphat, saying, Do not be afraid, do not be dismayed, for the battle is not yours but mine. Tomorrow you shall go down against them. When they ascend, you will find them in a valley towards the east. I promise you that you will not need to fight this battle. Hold your position and watch the salvation of God unfold before you. Jehoshaphat bowed his head and fell flat on the ground. He worshipped God, arose, and prepared his men for battle. They went into the wilderness towards the east as God had commanded. Jehoshaphat stood before his people. They were antsy for a fight. Many of them did not quite trust that God would provide victory for them without fighting. Jehoshaphat raised his voice for all to hear. Hear me! Believe in the Lord your God! He shouted. As he was speaking, they could see the Ammonite and Moabite army partnered with the people of Mount Seir, forming in the distance. The earth shook at their numbers. The three people groups rumbled and prepared for battle against Judah. Slowly, they began to make their march towards the armies of Judah. Jehoshaphat stood his ground. It was tempting to not call his archers to the front, but instead he did something so wildly unorthodox that there has never been a commander to so since. Jehoshaphat called forth the musicians of Judah to the front of the battle lines. The king stood among them and raised his hands towards the battlefield. Give thanks to God, he shouted, for his love endures forever. And like a mighty roar, the voices of Judah sang praises to God along with the music. As they sang praises to God, the people of Mount Seir rerouted, and the Moabites and the Ammonites pursued them. The men of Judah watched as the confused and divided alliance began destroying one another. They listened to the clanging of metal and bones clashed in the distance. A civil war broke out in real time before them, and the Moabite and Ammonite armies were completely consumed by one another. Silence fell upon the valley, 
and the people of Judah approached the scorched earth where the battle had taken place. Blood and dust covered the atmosphere, and riches lay on the floor for the taking. The Lord had provided victory without any need for them to lift up a spear. Thus Jehoshaphat reigned over Judah for twenty-five years. His heart for the Lord mirrored that of his forefather David. He dedicated the rest of his rule towards the flourishing of his people as they honored God and one another. His kindness, wisdom, and justice was well known among the land. Tales of God's victory against the Moabite and Ammonite armies protected them from trouble for years to come. As we begin today's reading, Jehoshaphat has been defeated in battle. His alliance with Ahab and Israel had proven costly for his nation, though not as costly as for Ahab, who lost his life to the Syrian army. Still, Jehoshaphat knew his decision to align himself with a man like Ahab had come at a great cost. So it wasn't a surprise when Jehoshaphat faced a prophet by the name of Jehu. Jehu came with a message from God. Jehu told the king that God's anger had been stirred by Jehoshaphat. When he went into battle, he knew that God did not desire him to fight. Jehoshaphat did not make excuses, nor did he lash out at the messenger. He listened to the prophet. And the next words he heard surely gave him great comfort and consolation. For Jehu then said that God saw the good in the king his cleansing the country of idolatry and sin, and seeking after the law of the Lord. This had not gone unnoticed by God. In life, God will choose to discipline us when we need it, but that is for the purpose of correcting us. And God is now correcting Jehoshaphat, like a good father would correct his son. And all the while, he is extending grace and mercy to the king because God knew his heart. And the heart of Jehoshaphat was one that sought justice, honor, and to turn the people back to God. He traveled throughout the nation to advise people to go back to the Lord. The nation needed revival. He knew that his task was too big for one man, even though he was a king. So Jehoshaphat appointed judges to each region to protect the towns, settle disputes, and maintain order. God is, after all, a God of order and justice, not chaos and confusion. He gave careful instructions to the judges as to how to follow God's will and not man's desires. He then appointed priests and Levites to rule on matters of justice and God's law. Slowly, steadily, surely, Judah was returning to a place of dependence upon God. And as so often happens in life, when things began to take shape and fall into place, another threat arose. The Moabites, the Ammonites, and the Munites began to assemble to attack. This was no small army, and Jehoshaphat knew they were too great a foe to overcome, even with a powerful army. So in 2 Chronicles 20, verses 3 and 4, here's what we read. Then Jehoshaphat was afraid and set his face to seek the Lord and proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. And Judah assembled to seek help from the Lord from all the cities of Judah that came to seek the Lord. Do you see what is happening here? The king doesn't know what to do. There is a battle that is coming, and he feels so unqualified. So what did he do? He called the nation to fast 
and pray. He gets on his knees and he seeks the Lord. He even says, Lord, we do not know what to do, but our eyes are on you. Prayer is a powerful spiritual weapon. In fact, prayer is a kind of battlefield in which we fight our spiritual battles. And because Jehoshaphat begins to pray and obey, the nation of Judah joins him in the fasting and praying. And God answered with reassurance and told the king not to fear that the battle was won. The victory was already his. So when it was time for the battle, the army assembled. But rather than lead with archers and swordsmen, soldiers, Jehoshaphat called the musicians to the front line. And with great shouts of praise, they proclaimed the enduring love of God and his goodness to his people. The battle begins with praise. Miraculously, the enemy turned on itself, waging a battle that Judah's fighters never even had to fight until the enemy was completely destroyed. So just as God had promised victory was given to Judah that day, praise is the victory because praise enters in the presence of God, and God responds when his people pray and praise him. That day would live on in memory as a sign of God's enduring faithfulness and goodness. And to this very day, we sing and we worship God, knowing that there is victory in our Savior. Dear God, we thank you for Jehoshaphat's example in today's message. Lord, there are times that we don't know what to do, that our problems are so perplexing and so difficult that we have no idea as to what we are to say, what we are to pray. But when we don't know what to do, we keep our eyes on you. We trust in you and seek your face because we know that you will fight our battles and that the battle is the Lord's. In Christ's name, amen. Thank you for listening to today's Bible in a Year podcast. I'm Pastor Jack Graham of Dallas, Texas. I would encourage you to download the Pray.com app and certainly to make Bible study and prayer a priority in your life. I would encourage you to go to church and be a part of a Bible-believing, Christ-exalting church. If you enjoyed this podcast, tell a friend, let someone else know, because the Word of God changes lives. And if you want more resources as to how you can know and love God and follow Him all the days of your life, be sure to visit jackgraham.org as we have many resources available to you as you journey with the Lord. God bless you. This episode is sponsored by MediShare, an innovative healthcare solution for Christians to save money without sacrificing quality. Welcome to the Pray News Podcast, where hope is our only bias. Each day, we'll unpack the most prominent stories happening in the news and offer a Christian perspective. We won't shy away from the hard topics, and we won't dilute the hopeful message of Christ. This is more than a daily brief on the news. It's a way to be informed and transformed. Listen to Pray News on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. Trinity graduates can empower their communities through natural health principles and techniques, whether they go into practice to guide others toward their wellness goals or open a store to sell their favorite health products. Trinity grads are equipped to change lives. With 19 online programs and flexibility to fit your busy schedule, 
including the popular Certified Natural Health Professional. You can get the training that helps you turn your passion into a career. And here's the best part. You can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Hey, guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.